Yo, what's up, guys? This is Dion Brown, and you are definitely listening to Man vs. Brand. Uh, we had uh, two really great episodes uh, with uh, Troy Brown and Sean Rogers where we talked about uh, what it looks like to reset, and more importantly, what it looks like to reset at different points in your life. Um, uh, Sean, uh, though he doesn't look like it, is about 20 years or so older than uh, Troy, and so he's had a lot more life experience when it comes to um, the shifts in uh, how to approach business, in best business practices, uh, while um, Troy is is on the edge of um, needing to embrace uh, technology, uh, the virtual space, uh, self-sufficient economy, that individual economy, right, that... that um, Uber, Lyft, uh, create your own business, build your own social media platform and make money from it, space, and uh, and is trying to navigate how that looks and what that looks like for him moving forward. And so uh, I had a conversation about uh, understanding your brand and what you're trying to say and whether you're saying it and what a rebrand looks like. And then we went over and talked to two people who... Uh, are in the space and occupy the space of rebrands and resets. And so I think that uh, hopefully was a really good conversation for you guys. Uh, I want to bring it home with a conversation about what you do and think and consume in the interim periods between uh, determining that uh, what you want to do no longer works for you and that, that doesn't have a negative connotation. It just may mean that you're in a space of growth, scale, or pivot. And whatever happens for you next, right? I've spent about six months in it. And so I think I can have a really great conversation and dialogue with you guys about what that looks like. So let's get to the intro and start this conversation. This is Man versus Brand. Let's go. Still trying to figure out the keys to life? Well, according to the locks, it's money, power, and respect. Learn to gain or grow these three concepts with Dion Brown and his podcast. With 20 years of expertise in guiding and coaching businesses and brands at the highest level, Dion is having the conversations that can lead to your big breakthrough. Welcome, and let's begin. All right, so when I was a kid, I, much like a lot of folks, went to uh, services that were uh, religious and intended for kids. Uh, some people may have uh, some level of association with that. Some people may not. I'm just going to tell you a story from my own youth, right? So we called it Sunday school. And at Sunday school, we were told stories uh, specifically about um, the New Testament or stories about, you know, about all parts of the Bible. But I remember a very specific focus on the New Testament uh, and it was framework in the God loves you, Jesus loves you kind of um, storytelling, right? And so I remember being young and hearing the story uh, of Mary in the manger and not uh, having anywhere to have Jesus and Jesus being in uh, the the desert and uh, and coming out of the desert with these kind of revelations uh, or uh, Jesus being behind uh, a boulder after being crucified and um, and then resurrecting and then 
wondering to myself what happened while he was in the cave. A, a lot of folks would say he was dead, but I always wondered like whether he was just sitting there as a spirit, chilling, playing solitaire, or whatever it was, or whether he was man of uh manifesting or meditating or, or any of that right and so as i've i've grown uh as an individual uh i i feel like a lot of those questions were answered for myself in my own life and and in seeing other people's lives play out uh there are periods of time in which uh you are uh self-reflecting self-investigating you are figuring out who you are. You are breaking down things that didn't work for you and starting to build the foundations of what you believe will. And I think that that's the coolest thing about um, being in between periods, right? Being in the cave behind the boulder, uh, being in the manger waiting for the miracle, uh, being uh in the uh in the desert right and 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 trying to figure out your way back to civilization it's that it is a very solitary process uh but it's a needed process if you want to in fact actualize a change in yourself and and the process is one in which you will go through a spectrum of emotion, right? From this is great to I don't know about this to I want to go back to where I was to this feels revolutionary to I don't know about this again to uh, I just want some level of validation that what I'm doing and investing in is right. Uh, to, you know, being affirmed and, and being ready for whatever is next. Uh, and, and those emotions are our spectrum of emotions. And I think oftentimes it depends on who you are as a person, right? Who you are is going to inform what your process looks like. But I think that there's a process nonetheless that is universal to us all. There's a time period, whether it's being in between jobs, whether it's for women being uh, pregnant, uh, whether it's, uh, a time where you are, um, engaged and you're yet to be married, but you're no longer just in, uh, a casual relationship. Uh, there, there, there are, there are times where you are waiting for something to happen and you, you have a, an idea of what the result of that will look like but you're not quite clear on it because it hasn't happened. So you have to determine how much work you're going to do in order to see that thing through, right? You're going to have to figure out uh, if you are prepared for that next job. Got to figure out if your diet supports the life that you're trying to bring into the world. If your uh, ability to compromise and communicate is something that will positively or negatively affect your relationship and marriage, right? There, there's some, a time where you don't have all of the answers, but you're you're standing on the precipice of a solution. And it's an interesting space to be in. It's, for me, scary, invigorating. Uh, it feels like it's one of those things where... 
you're on uh, a cliff and you see the beautiful green water and you know that once you get over the fear of jumping that the likelihood of your survival is high the likelihood of your enjoyment is higher the likelihood of the affirmation that you did it will be long lasting and there's something great about that if only we give ourselves permission to jump if only we give ourselves permission to face the idea that we're looking over the cliff and understand that no one can push us no one can pull us no one can drag us there that we have to be determined to do it on our own there is something amazing that can happen when you stop being concerned about being thirsty and you understand that there's an oasis waiting for you in the desert but you only have to walk a little further there's something great in that because i think that that's a time where you start really really understanding who you are when you're stripped down of all of the things that make you uh, who you are when you're engaged with others and you really only have yourself to face your decisions your hopes your dreams your past um it's it's one of those things where 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 you just got you and how you feel about it and you have to reconcile some of those things. You have to work on some of those things. And some of it you got to leave behind. You just can't take it with you because the place that you're going doesn't allow for those things. Right? And, and that could be um, fear of success in a certain space, commitment issues, whatever, whatever, the, whatever that, that space of, of change looks like. Right, you're 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 likely to confront and have to confront something that's gonna make you feel uncomfortable, but uh, the breakthrough of it will really empower you to be your 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 next best person. I think a lot of folks, when you talk to them, COVID, uh, or more specifically, uh, their time during the pandemic did that. Um, their time during the pandemic. Uh, triage what was important for them, uh, brought to focus what they wanted to spend their time and energy doing. It forced them to take a look at themselves. They didn't. Most folks didn't have um, social gatherings and and parties to distract them from the things that they needed to do. They oftentimes, I think, found themselves in. Uh, invested in uh, reinforcing relationships or uh, found themselves divorcing themselves of relationships, right? And and some of it, it does actually come from a place of trauma. Some of it is uh, because people just couldn't deal with the confrontation uh, and that led to things like abandonment or codependency. But I think a lot of people, it, it really just help to clarify some things for them. And and in that time of clarification where there weren't many distractions, people were in their desert. 
And they were in their deserts in marriages. They were in their deserts in their business. They were in their desert uh, in their uh, brotherhood, sisterhoods, all of that. They were just in a desert and they needed to find their way on the other side. And that other side didn't come with a guide, typically. There wasn't a person who said, walk with me and I'll get you to the space that you need to be. Because it just wasn't that easy. Universally, everyone was going through something. And so you didn't really have the capacity to uplift another person. You just had to figure it out. And that, I think, is amazing because not only were we able to circle back on the relationships, projects, businesses, ideas, dreams that we had abandoned because the white noise of distraction didn't allow us to focus on them. But typically, we're better for it. There's so much great art, businesses, concepts, ideas, reinventions, new normatives that came out of the pandemic that I'll argue that 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 we're better for it. Uh, people who who couldn't play on the same playing field as others found that their playing fields are now equal. And they're able to to create, to produce in ways that they had it. Uh, people who didn't have access to resources, uh, whether resources are other people. Uh, grants, loans, investment are now able to in a different way. Uh, and and there's something really, really, really great about that. On the other hand, you can be in between two benchmarks of your life, benchmarks of your business, benchmarks of your relationships, and not spend the time invested in growth. You can actually spend the time invested in worrying about why you're in between something. And that can be a very dangerous space. Because instead of self-reflection, we spend time trying to rationalize um, how the universe has come to conspire against us. Right. How how did we find ourselves here? And and if we're not careful, we're not doing the work um, to better ourselves and to be learning based where we're just trying to figure out all the external factors that it took for us to get there. And we, in fact, are no different coming into a space of change as we were coming out of it. And we find ourselves back doing the same things that we used to do, getting the same results that we used to get. And not understanding why the world has not shifted for us in a different way. Because change is scary. And the the periods of time where you're trying to grow your business, where you're trying to grow your brand, where you are working on your next project, you're working on that 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 painting, you're working on this e-commerce shop. You're working on a, on a scale of your business. You're adding a new division 
um, to your business uh, sector. You're 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 just you're, you're you're figuring it out, right? And in that process, you're trying to to determine whether you're making the right moves or not. And sometimes I think we are fortunate, lucky, and blessed to have advisors around us that can help to fill in some of the blanks to uh, uplift us or to give us information and resources that we we don't have. But even in those circumstances, the decision to change is ours and ours alone. And so you have to determine for yourself whether you're in fact committed not only to the change, but to the process that getting to the change will force you to undertake. Like, do you want to do it? Do you want to do the work? Because the work ain't always pretty. The result is, if you do it right, but the work itself ain't always pretty. Um, it's, it's why I think sometimes you hear with actors that um, they needed to seek help after a role or they went too deep into their character because they spent so much time doing the work that they couldn't come out of the change. They couldn't adjust back to who they were as individuals. And and I think that's true of, of us too, right? Is that sometimes you can be so committed to change that you lose sight of what the change was supposed to affect what was supposed to be the outcome in an earlier conversation with you guys when I was on a, a solo uh, episode I was talking about um, brand and I, I mentioned uh, cosmetic surgery and I said something to the effect of you know uh, if you don't do the the mental and emotional work then you can find yourself um, in a space where you're never quite happy with how you look and you become alien to everyone else. It's the same uh, for when you're undergoing a change, when you're in between spaces in your business and your life and your profession, that if you aren't really grounded in why the change needs to occur and understanding um, what you need to add on, what you need to divorce from in order for that change to have a higher probability of being successful and understanding what your thoughts and actions, comments are rooted in, then you may find yourself in a space where you come out and you're not even sure that that the thing that you wanted to say is the thing that you actually said. All right, that was for my last one. But the thing, the thing that you actually want to do is the thing that you did, right? That the that the result is what you intended. And listen, I'm not going to argue that sometimes, you know, an unintended result can be beneficial. Some of the most powerful learning lessons that I've ever had came from unintended results. I didn't know, I know something needed to happen. I didn't know what needed to happen. I let the process be the process and what came out of the process wasn't what I thought it would be, but it was something that was greater. 
and greater did not always mean positive. Sometimes greater is negative, but you can learn from that negative experience if you're learning based and and get something positive from it. You can learn what not to do, what not to say, what didn't grow your business, and then align your resources to other things. Uh, it's called red light, green light in some spaces, right? You you green light the things and continue with the things that work. When you find something that doesn't, you stop. And that stop may be a pause or maybe a hard stop. But you stop and you assess and you figure it out. And uh, And that's important because if you can't, Green light your change and and red light what doesn't work for you, then how are you going to grow? The change and growth is in between spaces. It's in the quietness. It's in the self-reflection. It's in the parts of you that is uh, uniquely unprepared to face itself but somehow gets through it. Man, that place is awesome. It's 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 uncomfortable, but it's awesome nonetheless. And I'm telling you, if you haven't found yourself in that space in a while, then then maybe you need to create a space for you to be in that space to learn about yourself. Some people that's uh, vacation, some people that's ashrams, for some people that's uh, taking a hike, that's self-improvement courses, that's reading books. Um, I don't know. There's a ton of things that you can do, right? Retreats, all of that. Um, Sometimes you just need to lock yourself in your house for, you know, two days and, you know, tell everyone that you're in relationship with that you need some space. Uh, Assign yourself uh, the ability to uh, to do that for whoever is going to take up your role while you're not doing it, right? So that you're being fair and equitable to the people in your life that you're in contract with, right? To people who love and, and support you. You want to make sure that you're not just kind of abandoning them, but you're informing them about this thing that you're about to undertake. And you, you do it and you see what comes out of it. You might sit on the couch and watch Netflix and find that, you know, a story uh, that you just watch has some parallel to your life. I don't know. You might end up cooking the entire time and figuring out that uh, you had a love of cooking and it's something that expresses your joy and happiness. Or you may find yourself crying on your couch the entire time. You know, getting out all of the emotional stuff that you've kept welled up and bottled up typically for the sake of yourself and for the sake of others. But whatever it is, the goal of it is that you come out on the other side more informed about yourself and what your next steps are than you were coming into it. That you gain a sense of clarity. Because clarity is really the root of most, if not all, productive activities in our life. That we are very crystal about why we're engaging with it, why we're engaging in it. 
why we're engaging under it, right? Like why we're doing the things that we're doing. Once you kind of know that, life becomes simultaneously simple and complex. Simple in the way that you understand what you need to do so you can go about it. You can schedule it. You can regiment it. You can make it a part of your 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 schedule. Right? You can make it a part of your daily habits. Uh, complex in the way that um, you're building a foundation of a structure that really only you can see. Right? And so the things that you're doing, things you're employing your time on, it, it may not be that that everyone can see it, right? Like everyone didn't see it for a lot of people that did a lot of great things in the world. Folks ain't see it for Steve Jobs. Folks ain't see it for Jay-Z. Folks ain't seen it for a lot of people who had the vision but just needed to commit themselves to the act of doing. And in those stories, you typically find that there are these gaps where the person wasn't as publicly effective as one would believe, right? You would believe that just Steve Jobs, because he was so genius, that he was genius the entire time and like, the entire time, everyone saw the genius. No one questioned the genius because the genius was just there. It was fully realized. Why would you, you know, this is Apple. And then you hear the stories of, of him leaving the company and doing his own thing and then coming back. And then uh, just what what it took to, to do the creatives and to create the space and what his philosophy on being team on his team was. And just all of that stuff that that you typically don't hear. You just see the evidence of it, right? You just see the outcome of it. And and in those spaces, in those meetings, in those times, in those in-between jobs, in-between projects, there was some level of growth, some level of reckoning, compromise, self-investment that needed to happen to clarify clarify what the mission was, clarify what the actions would be, clarify what the outcome or at least the hoped outcome was. And then to just move, to jump off of that cliff into the green water. To see if you got what you think you got, but you haven't quite seen it yet. And man, listen, when you get to it, when you get to the change, you get to that spot where you're trying to figure it out, I recommend that you write, that you journal. Because the beautiful thing is that you'll find that you've come in with one set of beliefs, you work through what works for you and what doesn't, and then you come out with either uh, those beliefs scaled up and affirmation of those beliefs, you were right, you were on target, you were good, you grew in that, or you find that some of those things 
were holding you back. They they were they were keeping you confined and that you needed to release them in order to to get to your next space. And when you're in the next space or the space after that space, journaling allows you to go back to who you were in that moment and see yourself. See yourself for your vulnerability, see yourself for your lack of of clarity. And and, and, and and watch your own process unfold. Because here's what I've learned about my life and some folks that I've been fortunate enough to be in relationship with. Is that just because you underwent one space of change doesn't mean that your next one won't be as difficult, if not more difficult. That sometimes you... Um, need to understand the parallels in one space of change to understand what you need to do in a different space of change. Because not all things are equal and sometimes time allows us to forget. Sometimes uh, circumstances are different and we need to understand uh, what's similar in the way that we need to approach it. And listen, sometimes you want to forget that you were in a desert and that you cried on the couch. Sometimes you forget that Grubhub ain't your only answer. And that you love to cook. When you're trying to sort some stuff out. And what better way to figure that part of you out. Than to have it written. So much of what we understand of the world comes from written word. right? A lot of oral traditions fell away. And so why treat your life like an oral tradition? Why not embrace the written word? Journal. Talk about what it was like to undergo the change so that you can reflect that change on yourself. Uh, a friend of mine, Calvis Alexander, who was on uh, this show, uh, told me uh, when I was undergoing a space of change that I had to feel all the feelings. And I'm going to recommend that to you guys also. Uh, when you're when you're experiencing life, specifically change, but life in general, make sure you feel all the feelings. And I'm going to add to that because uh, I think in in my interpretation of feeling all the feelings, I felt them in a way that I almost felt like I was overwhelmed by feeling all the feelings. So I'm going to say feel all the feelings and figure out something actionable to do as you feel them. Uh, because, you know, it, especially when you're, you're, you're going through an individual experience, um, regardless of how many people, you know, how great your marriage is, how great your relationships are, how big your family is, how, 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 how secure your friendships are. When you're going through an individual experience, you sometimes can get so caught up in the feeling of it that you forget that you're supposed to. Do something actionable after or during, right? You can you can just keep getting the cosmetics and forget to love yourself and forget that that's the end goal, that, that you wanted to see something on the other side of it to affirm what you saw in yourself. And and now uh, you all you see is flaws. All you see is what needs to change 
not what's looking at you in the mirror, right? And that's what being dysmorphic is about. Right? It's about not seeing. And so, you know, you got to feel all the feelings. I stand by that. Ten toes. Stand on it. You got to feel all the feelings. But you also, I think, got to make sure in the process of feeling all the feelings that you don't last la- allow, jeez, uh, the feelings to become overwhelming, the feelings to consume you, right? Because it's your job to feel them, not their job to fill you. Let me say that again. It's your job to feel them, not their job to fill you, right? So you're not supposed to get consumed in them. It's just supposed to feel them, go through the process, and come out on the other side. Spaces of change, I think, lend themselves when you're thinking about the spectrum of emotion to also hit you with your 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 polar ends, right? So you can be a completely ecstatic one day and then find yourself feeling depressed the next or completely depressed one day and then finding yourself completely social and happy on the other. And I think you gotta gotta expect that. You gotta expect that in some way, um, you're trying to find uh, the next space that you're gonna occupy. So you're gonna occupy the spectrum of spaces available to you: emotional, physical, intellectual. You're just gonna occupy a bunch of spaces, and that's okay. It's fine. You may feel like you're going crazy in this process. Uh, but but I don't know who said it. Someone said sometimes you got to break down and break through. Uh, and, and I believe that in a way break down is being deconstruct the things that you believe about yourself, the things that that you have built your foundation on and figure out, does it still work and hold true for you today? And that may necessitate some crying and some outbursts and all that great stuff or I say all that great stuff often. Sometimes I don't mean all that great stuff, but sometimes it's great stuff, right? Like, so you may need to do the outburst. You may need to do the crying. You may need to do the dragging yourself on the floor, right? But, but you got to figure out what that's for and what what that release was needed to provide you to inform you, so that you can you can move forward. And if you find yourself in a space of change. Uh, whether it's your your brand, your business, yourself, and, and you don't know what to do, it's okay to ask for help. I talked about the advisors earlier, right? If you don't have a network, find one. If you don't know somebody, hire somebody. There's nothing wrong in asking for help through the journey as long as you realize that it's your decision to individually make. Right? There's no therapy, there's no business consultation, business coaching that's going to give you all the answers. They're going to ask probing questions, give you suggestions. But ultimately, it's up to you to decide what that thing is going to look like when you come out on the other side of it. We talked about branding a few episodes ago, uh, and I said, you know, uh, it's an emotional process. You got to figure out if if what you're trying to say is what you're saying. And I think it holds true in that process is while you're undergoing change, you got to listen to yourself. 
You got to hear what, what your process is trying to tell you. What you're trying to tell yourself and figure out, does that work? Does that work for my business? Does that work for me? Does that work for my family? Does it work for my relationships? And be open to whatever the solution is. Whatever the information is. But you got to know you're not alone. There are millions of people undergoing a process of change right now. There are millions of businesses going through a process of change right now. I'm in the process of a change right now. And so it's cool if you are too. It's cool if you don't have all the answers. It's cool if you don't quite know the way that this is going to play out. All you got to do is be committed to seeing it through. You just have to trust the jump. And when it's done, you have to enjoy the completion. I mean, I'm not trying to make this all simple. I'm not saying like, oh, you know, when you're when you're writing that book, when you're working on that that e-commerce project, when you're uh, getting that master's or PhD and uh, when you're shifting your business or when you're moving into a new market that that you that it's going to be easy, that it's going to be simple, that you just got to do it and and, you know, let the universe take hold and it's just going to work itself out. I know it's not as simple as I'm presenting it, right? But but in a way, it is as simple. You know, you just got to commit yourself to it and see what that thing actually looks like, feels like on the other side. And then know that this may not be the only opportunity for it. And I'm going to talk about that and then I'm going to close this out. So I think one of the things that we oftentimes believe is that um, if we are faced with a, a change, a space of change, a space of challenging ourselves, that that it, it deserves to be a one-time thing. That you only go through one desert. You, you know, you, you, you had the one pregnancy that was... That really, you know, caused you to, to, you know, to, to, to challenge who you were as an individual or as a parent or as a potential parent. You, you're only going to go through the one um, engagement and the, the marriage is going to last forever. And sometimes that's not true. Sometimes you, you have to grow in another space. There's another iteration of you. There's another iteration of your business. That the market that you were in was not the right market for you. And you might need to change again. You can't be scared or tired or wary of the change if you wholeheartedly believe in it. You got to see it through. Got to keep pushing forward. I don't know who needs to hear this, but I'm telling you that something awesome is on the other side for you, for your business, for your team, for your family, for your relationships, for your growth. And you really just need to just push forward. And see that thing through. Uh, because it's it's not promised that it's going to only be once. It may happen five times. You may need to, to get this lesson five times. 
to get to whatever the solution is. I, I think it was Edison who said, uh, I learned a thousand times how to fail. Someone said that. I'm not sure who. I don't have those notes in front of me, but um, uh, sometimes you got to fail a thousand times uh, to learn the thousand ways not to do something so that you can get to the one way to actually do it correctly. And so, you know, if you find yourself in repeated cycles of the necessity to change, commit yourself to continuously going through those process. Be emotionally and mentally intelligent about why you're going through it and try to see it through because, you know, you just never know. Well, that's me. We hit about, I don't know, maybe like the 40 minute or so mark on this uh, this podcast episode. I just wanted to spend some time encouraging folks and preparing folks who are who are in the midst or about to enter the midst or just exiting the midst of a change um of a space of reflection of feeling like they're in the desert to know that 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 you're not alone that that businesses and people are going through this very same process of introspection of self-investigation of determination and and it's it's okay it's cool it's a part of part of the life cycle all right and uh and i just wish you well in all of it yo i can't wait for the next episode of man versus brand uh we spent some time digging into resetting branding rebranding and what that looks like in the space that you occupy when you're in those phases i hope this was helpful for you guys i hope that you love each of the conversations that were focused on this Uh, We're going to bring something fresh and new to you guys for next week. Uh, Thank you for being patient with me while I took that break. Um, The break was really important to inform me on kind of what I was going to do next. And so I wanted to spend some time in my own space of change uh, to reflect on what I wanted to do with this podcast and what was coming up. Thank you so much. I'm going to get to that outro. Make sure you follow me, uh, chat with me, dialogue with me on any of the platforms available. Uh, I appreciate you all. And have a great day. Bye. If this talk just resonated with you or could help someone you know, follow Dion or his guest on all social media platforms. Till next time. And remember, with any business or brand, give it to your heart, make it real, or else forget about it. See you all soon.